listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. That's why I wanted to do a pre-fast broadcast, because I wanted to kind of give you all the things you need to know up front before we start tomorrow and uh, answer a bunch of those questions all in one place. And then people can always come back and reference this video if they need to. So let me just kind of go through. And if there's questions at the end, by the way, if you have questions that I don't answer um, from what I've written down already, please keep them. And at the end, I'll ask you if you have any questions. But again, welcome to a new year. I'm so excited uh, for what God's going to do in 2023. As you know, we've been declaring since the fall that it's going to be a year of transformation. And that's what we're setting our faith for. Transformation 23. God's going to completely transform your life, your business, your ministry, your family, what you've been believing for. That's what we're setting our faith for, that during this time of fasting and prayer, God's going to begin to move behind the scenes and things are turning quickly in your favor in Jesus' name. That testimonies are going to quickly come into your hand in Jesus' name. So I'm going to answer all the questions, Letty, in just a minute, but... Um, You know the scripture God gave me, Romans chapter 12 uh, and verse 2, where the Bible says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so that's that's what we're standing on, we're believing. We will not ever conform to this world system. We won't conform to the Antichrist agenda, the culture, the government, what's going on in in the world system. It's not our story. We will be transformed by the renewing of our mind and we'll know what the will of the Lord is and we'll see God's power activated in our lives and in our families. So expect the best, but let me go on even further than that before I answer some questions. Don't just expect the best, expect and ask for bigger things than you've ever expected or asked for. The Bible says you don't have because you don't ask. I refuse to miss out on God's blessings because I didn't ask him for what I was believing for. And here, here's the word for you too. The Bible says he's able, Ephesians 3.20, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly and above all that you can ask or think. That verse alone should give you the faith to say, you know what? I don't want to believe for something that human uh, ability could accomplish. I don't want to do, I want to believe for something that I could accomplish. I want to believe for something that's so big, only God could do it. And then he'll get all the glory for it. So I'm going to expand my faith. I'm going to expand what I ask for. I'm going to expand what I even imagine. And I'm going to expand my expectation. Because God will exceed your expectation. And that's what we're standing for. So expect 2023 to be a year that is filled with stuff that's so large that like the Bible says, all we'll be able to say is it's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. It's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. That's what everybody will have to say. When they see what God does in your life, in your family, in your ministry, in your business, they'll say, nope, that's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous to behold, one's translation says. Meaning it's it's an amazing thing to look at. That's what the Bible's saying there. That. What the, what, if we were just 
street talk. God did that and it's amazing to see. That's basically what that verse says. God did that and it's amazing to see. And that's what we're going to be saying through 2023 in the name of Jesus. God did that and it's amazing to look at. It's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. Amen. In fact, I feel the faith on that right at the beginning. Will you put that in the comments right now? It's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. That's a verse of scripture from, I believe, Psalm 118. It is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. Thank you, Jesus. It is the Lord's, Psalm 118 and verse 23 is the actual reference. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Psalm 118 and verse 23. In fact, if you want to write that down somewhere, put it on your fridge, put it in your car, on the, under the rearview mirror, wherever you want to stick it so you're always seeing that and expecting that. This is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes, in Jesus' name. So, very important verse of scripture. And uh, I want to read to you, before we answer any of these questions, let me read you one other passage here. Um, Luke chapter 5, verses 33 through 35. As you're writing that in the comments section, it's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. Luke chapter 5 and verses 33 through 35. Listen to this. And they said to him, that's Jesus, the disciples of John fast often and offer prayers, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink. Verse 34, and Jesus said to them, can you make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? Verse 35, the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them and then they will fast in those days. That was Jesus' answer. He said, there's going to come a day where I am taken away from my people and in those days they will fast. I had somebody jump on YouTube one time when I read that verse and they said, well, that was only relevant between the crucifixion and the resurrection for the three days that Jesus was taken from them. But then he was resurrected. It's not what the Bible's talking about at all. And in fact, you don't see the disciples fasting through that whole three days. Um, but what you do see is that after Jesus ascended into heaven, we see 2,000 years of the church fasting. And in fact, if you go back to the first century church, you see they fasted two days every single week. You go back and read the writings of the uh, apostles, the extra biblical writings, the church fathers. Guess what? They were fasting two days every single week. Why? They were doing what Jesus said that he expected them to do. The bridegroom will be taken away from you and then my disciples will fast in those days. Well, let me tell you, we're still in those days. And so there should still be times in every Christian's life that we should fast and pray. Now we should always pray. The Bible says you should always pray and not faint or grow weary in praying. So we should always pray. But there should be times that we fast and pray. Now, one of the things that you'll find when you study the Bible, I wrote this book to help people, uh, a complete guide to biblical fasting. I wanted to answer every single question I'd ever heard in 20 years of ministry from people on fasting. And that's what I did in this book. But one of the things I write about is that there are no 
commanded lengths of, of time to fast in Scripture. There's nowhere in the New Testament where there's a specific amount of time that is commanded for the believer. There's nowhere that says you have to fast for three days. You have to fast for seven days. We can see how long people did fast in the Bible, but there's no command for any specific length in the Bible. Now, what we're getting ready to do by faith, starting tomorrow, is that we're going to fast for 21 days. Not because there's anywhere in the Bible that commands Christians to fast for 21 day period. We're just doing it by faith. We've chosen that length and that's what we're going to do. There's been some years we did 30 days. There's some, some years we spent the whole month of January fasting and didn't eat until February. This year we're just doing 21 days and it's not because the Bible commands 21 days. It's just that we're setting our faith as a group, as the victory tribe. We're setting our faith and many others in the body of Christ are doing the same. Many others. So we're setting our faith for 21 days and we're going to press in uh, to the presence of God. We're going to pray. We're going to read God's word. We're going to listen to preaching and teaching. We're going to give. We're going to do the, the things that provoke God's hand of favor in that time of consecration. So uh, as we're going through this, let me answer some of these questions. And uh, if you're jumping on, please do, do me a favor, share this broadcast. Uh, it'll help. But number one, uh, I already answered this. Um, there is no length commanded in the Bible, but we've chosen by faith to fast for 21 days. And so people have asked, well, how are we fasting? How are we fasting? Well, let me, let me answer that question because Shawnee answered this, or she asked this question. Um, what I'm doing, what many others are doing, is that we're going to fast for the entire 21 days. Okay? So uh, what that means is, for me and all of those that are doing this with us, is that we're going to push the plate away for 21 straight days. We're not going to eat any solid foods for 21 days. Only liquids, fruit juice, broth, water, drink plenty of water, um, and we're going to only do liquids. Now, you may not feel that that's something that you can do, especially maybe it's the first time you've ever fasted. Um, one of the things that <clears throat> we're encouraging people to do, it's found in the Bible, uh, by the way, my cousin's encouraging pe people to do this as well, is to fast from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day for 21 days. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now, the only caveat here that I would give you, um, because you're, if you're going to do that, and if you're going to be eating dinner every night, you know, after uh, 6 p.m., then I would encourage you, if possible, to do water only throughout your day. Just do water only from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then eat your meal uh, after 6 when you break your fast at night. But for those that are joining us to do a total fast, we're fasting 21 days with no food. Uh, and so do what you're led to do in your spirit. Um, Andy Clone says, what are your thoughts on the Daniel fast? I do an entire chapter on the Daniel fast in this book. And maybe we'll talk about it a little bit at the end. But we're not doing any Daniel fasting uh, during this fast. It's either we're, we're fasting totally uh, from 6 to 6 or we're fasting totally for 21 days. And so you say, well, what, can you, what can you have on that type of a fast? Um, any liquids. So Tori said, can you drink Zevia on a fast? Absolutely. Um, 
it's not good for you. You could drink Coke on a fast if you wanted to. I, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, drink plenty of water. Drink plenty of water. One thing that I would heavily encourage you guys to do, and this is just a pro tip, uh, something that I've not done my whole life, but I've only done for the last couple of years, but I can tell a major difference when I do it, um, and that is get some electrolyte packets from Walmart and, and drink electrolytes with your water every day. That's hugely helpful to your body. Um, most people are dehydrated because they don't have enough electrolytes in their system. So when you're not eating any food, and, and food a lot of times is where we get our salt, we get our potassium, uh, all the things we need from the electrolytes, you're not gonna be having food. So I would encourage you very strongly to go to Walmart or order them online and get electrolyte packets and, uh, uh, and put that in your water. Drink your electrolytes every day. Also, if you, if you drink, um, like for example, I drink a multivitamin, powdered, a powdered multivitamin every day. That's, that's very helpful, especially when you're fasting, uh, to keep your nutrients as much as possible, your vitamins, your minerals uh, in your body. I drink something called AG1. It's called, it used to be called Athletic Greens. Uh, it's just, it's just a, a greens powder that you can drink and it gives you everything you need, um, vitamins, minerals, uh, some electrolytes, and pro and prebiotics. It's good, very good for your body and uh, it'll help you. Drink that and drink electrolytes. It'll be very good for your body while you're fasting 21 days. Mary Sue, I, I, I really like those AG1 um, powders for the, for the multivitamin. There's a guy online named Dr. Eric Berg and I buy his electrolytes. And they're like pink lemonade flavor, but I drink those, it's very good. Um, we, we really stay away from protein shakes, for the most part, like milkshakes we don't do, protein shakes, smoothies. Like we're not drinking heavy stuff like that where you're taking food and blending it down. Um, a lot of times we're just drinking water. Uh, you know, like some people drink bone broth, I don't like bone broth. Carolyn drinks it, Tiffany drinks it, I think Jenna drinks it, I don't, I don't like that. But I drink water. I drink Zevia, I'll drink uh, tea, I still drink my coffee, all that kind of stuff, but um, I'm not drinking milkshakes and smoothies and, and all that stuff. So I drink Dr. Berg's electrolytes, but you can get electrolytes anywhere. And I drink those AG1, um, those, are, those are good for you. Those are good for you. So it's liquids only for those that are going 21 days with us. Um, and then I really encourage you, if you're giving that 12 hours to God every day, the six to six, Really press in on those 12 hours. Just, you know, water, fast. As you're doing that, pray, read the word, press in in those 12 hours and give it to God as, as a form of consecration. So what should we be doing on the fast? Well, here's, here's, our, here's our goal. Let's set a goal. For us, it is let's take at least an hour a day to pray. Let's take at least an hour a day to pray. That's the goal. We want to give God time. I actually heard Bishop David Oyedepo say this. He said, um, if you're not praying at least an hour a day, you might as well eat something because you're not, you're not consecrating yourself. Uh, you might as well eat something. Uh, pray at least an hour a day. Uh, somebody asked, um, what about somebody that has heavy laborious jobs like construction or something like that? Um, you can do six to six on that kind of a job. You know, you, you, can, you can do six to six. I, my cousin Jonathan uh, Shuttlesworth, his brother-in-law Abel works construction and does the six to six. You, your body can handle it. 
and then you'll eat, it's, you're still eating at night, so you can, you can still do it. Um, if you're doing the total fast for 21 days, Andrew, then uh, just get some calories in your system from some juice or something uh, and, and get that into, your, into yourself and just have something on your stomach, uh, you know, juice-wise or whatever as, as you're working. Cold-pressed juices are allowed. We've, we've had those on fast before. And so our goal is to pray an hour a day. That, that's, that's, a, that's a goal for us. We don't want to just, again, we don't, we don't want to sleep the fast away. We don't want to binge watch Netflix the fast away. We don't want to, you know, video game the fast away. You know, it, it's supposed to be taken to press in, focus on God, focus on Christ, and, and hear from the Holy Spirit. So, so press in to the presence of God for these 21 days. Push other distractions out of the way. It'll be very helpful. The other thing we're doing is that in this uh, devotional, this field guide, this is the 21-day fast field guide, our goal is to read the entire New Testament in 21 days minus the book of Revelation. Gospels, uh, Matthew through Jude in 21 days. Matthew through Jude in 21 days. And we actually give you the reading plan in this book uh, and every day it shows you what chapters you should be reading. Um, when you've, p- people might think, well, that's a lot. That's a lot of reading. But truly, if you're cutting everything else out, you know, if you're cutting Netflix out and you're cutting out you know, video games or TV or whatever else, reading novels, you have the time to read the Word of God like that and to pray like that. And that's really the point of setting yourself aside for 21 days, to focus solely on God and to hear from him. So our goal is to read Matthew through Jude. You say, why, why not the book of Revelation? Why is that not a part of the reading plan? Well, uh, one of the reasons is Matthew through Jude, for the most part, is going to give you practical Christian living advice. It's written practically to Christians, church members, churches, leaders. Um, and, and not to say you shouldn't read the book of Revelation, you should. The Bible said there's a blessing that comes on you when you read it. But uh, 21 days is a very short period of time. And so we're trying to get everybody from Matthew to Jude in 21 days. Um, and so praying for an hour a day, reading the Bible every day. And then um, one of the things that I encourage you to do, which is why we offer this to you, listen to faith building, preaching and teaching every day. And that's why we're going live all the time. We want to build your faith. We want to encourage your faith give you things from the Word of God that'll keep you. Um, This changed me um, when I heard Bishop Oyedepo teach on this. He began to talk about how the Word of God is the bread of life. Jesus made this statement when Satan tempted him to eat when he was in that time in the wilderness fasting and praying. And Satan said, if you're truly the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. Well, Jesus was hungry. I mean, Jesus was very hungry. And Satan said, turn these stones into bread. What did Jesus say, Matthew 4, 4? Man shall not live by bread alone, but, what? By every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So what Jesus is saying is, I don't need natural bread. I need spiritual bread. And then later Jesus said, I am the bread that has come down from heaven. Well, who is he? He's the word made flesh. The word is the bread of heaven. In fact, please put that in the comments section for me. 
the word of God is the bread of heaven. Please put that in the comments. The word of God is the bread of heaven. So it helps you. It helps your spirit. As you fast and pray, fill yourself with the word of God, which is the bread of heaven. Your spirit man is eating while your natural man is not eating. Your spirit man is eating while your natural man is not eating. Very important. And so the word of God is the bread of heaven. Jesus said you're not to live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Very important. When I heard Bishop uh, Oyedepo teach on that, changed, changed everything. Feed your spirit man. Feed your spirit man. Very, very, very helpful. Someone asked a moment ago, what about those who have medical conditions? What about those who are on medication that has to be taken with food? What about diabetics? Things like that. Um, what I wrote in this book here is this. Um, everybody can do something, but obviously God does not want your body to come to harm. And I've always told people, I have never told people to stop taking their medication by faith. First of all, this is not medical advice. This is a, you know, this is from the word of God, but I've never told people, you know, you need to stop taking your medication by faith. No, one of the promises of fasting is that your healing or your health will spring forth speedily. So as you're fasting and praying, believe God for healing in your body. I'm not telling people to stop taking their medication, but when God heals you, your, your physician, your doctor will see the result in your body that God has healed you. And then when he sees that miracle, he'll take you off your medication when he sees God's healed you. He'll, he'll do that. But I tell people, keep believing God for healing. Keep believing God for a touch from heaven. And then take the time you can to, to, to fast. Even if you give up a meal a day and push the plate aside, or even six to six, whatever it might be, and press in and fast and pray, and then you have your meal uh, you know, at night or whatever. And so I encourage people that don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not telling people you need to flush your medication. No, let God heal you and watch as even the doctors have to look and say, what I had, I've had pastor friends. God's done that for them. And their doctor will ask them, what in the world happened to you preacher? I mean, I'm looking at your results. I'm looking at your blood work. I mean, I had one, one pastor friend of ours who was taking 300 units of insulin a day. 300 units a day. And in one year's time, as God healed his body, he went back to the doctor and said, preacher, what happened to you? He said, you don't even need insulin at all anymore. I'm taking you completely off insulin. And God healed his body. God, God's a healer. We serve a healer. He's the great physician. So I'm not telling you to, to act outside of wisdom, but the highest wisdom is God's word. And I'll, I tell people this, you'd fast if a doctor told you to fast. That's the thing that I never get. You'd fast if a doctor told you to fast. Fasting is actually good for your body. So I encourage people, do what you can. Everyone should be praying, but do what you can in fasting and prayer. Um, pregnant women and children should not fast. If you're pregnant or if you're a child, you should not fast. Um, if Jesus tarries, as a child, you'll grow up. You'll have plenty of time to fast and pray. Um, as a pregnant woman, you're taking care of that baby that is in your belly that needs nutrients. After you give birth, there will be plenty of time to fast and pray. But still pray. Still read the word. 
Still listen to preaching and teaching, but it's unwise. Pregnant women should not fast. Children should not. Children are in their development phase. They should not be fasting. And so I encourage people in here with the question, should my children fast? No, do not make your children fast. Our children are still eating. They're feasting while we're fasting. <laughs> the kids are feasting while we're fasting. Um, <laughs> so so don't, don't lock your kids in the prayer closet. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, Tanika, if you've already given birth um, and you're in the breastfeeding stage, you know, they need their nutrients. Continue to eat. Uh, if you're pregnant, if you're breastfeeding, continue to eat. Continue to take care of that the baby that God's blessed you with. And, um, and then you can take time later to fast and pray. Um, here's another one that people ask that I think uh, is, is an important, important one to answer. Uh, because people really get condemned. I find this a lot. People get condemned when we're on a corporate fast. And they've been taught this wrongly for so long uh, that they feel condemned, which is people tell them, you should be keeping your fast a secret. And of course, the point that they're bringing up, you know, is what Jesus said about the Pharisees, right? They were flaunting their fasting and prayer in public. Look how much holier we are, right? Look how much holier we are. Look how much better we are. We're fasting. We're praying. They pray loudly in the streets so everybody could hear their prayers. They, fa- they told everybody. And it was, a, it was a form of pride. But people get so locked into what Jesus said to that pharisaical action that they think if they're ever fasting, they can never reveal it to anyone or they've lost their heavenly reward. And so literally, there's people, people be like, uh, are you fasting? And then they have to like come up with some weird lie. I'm just, I'm just not eating right now. It's like, it's, you realize it's not a private fast. What we're doing right now is a corporate fast. It's corporate. There's so many people in the body of Christ starting tomorrow that are going to be fasting. So many. We all know we're fasting. We all know we're fasting, right? So everyone knows everybody else is fasting. Now, it's not, we're not flaunting it. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying by that? We're not flaunting it. We're not trying to be holier than thou. We're not, you know, uh, being puffed up in pride. Like, can't believe you're not fasting. I'm fasting. But if somebody asked me, hey, can you go out to, to eat? I'm going to say, no, I'm, I'm not able to right now. And then they say, well, why not? You know, if, if you're going to press me about it, well, you know, our, our church, our family, our friends, those that we're connected with, we're all fasting and praying right now and believing God for greater. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? I'm not going to make up a lie and displease God because I won't reveal to somebody that we're on a corporate fast. But don't feel condemned. Don't feel that because somebody, you know, invited you to eat and you said you could and they asked you why and you, you know, told them, well, we're, we're right now, we're kind of just pressing in and asking God for blessing. Don't feel like you've lost your heavenly reward. What Jesus was saying was the Pharisees, because they were doing it openly so that people would see them, you know, putting sackcloth and ashes on and, and, you know, going out in the streets and, you know, ringing their bells when they gave their alms and, you know, praying so that everyone could hear them and fasting so everybody could see them. He said, you truly have your reward, what what everybody sees in the natural. That's your reward, but you've lost your heavenly reward. Well, that's not what we're doing. We're not out in the streets ringing a bell. Everybody look at me as I give. Look at me as I pray. Look at me. We're not, we're not doing that, but we are doing it together. So it's like if we were in a huge room with all the victory tribe together, 
No one's going to be like, well, are you fasting? Yeah, I am. I always just lost. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't work like that. It's, it's the state of your heart. It's pride that the Pharisees were engaged in. That's not what we're doing. But obviously, if we're all doing it together, we know we're fasting. And so don't feel condemned if some knucklehead comes up to you and is like, you lost your reward because you told me you're fasting. It's like, just, dude, you're not even fasting. So don't give me a hard time. Um, here's one people ask all the time. And I'll, I'll take some, um, I'll take some, uh, thank you very much, Kenda. Uh, I'll take some questions here in a minute. But here's one people ask. What if I fail? What if I, if my flesh gets weak and I break the fast, I was set to fast 21 days with you guys and seven days in, nine days in, my flesh got weak and I found myself in a drive-thru. I've got Big Mac special sauce on my lip and greasy French fry fingers. What do I do? Should I just wait till next year's fast? No, don't. Now you you fasted seven days, you broke it. Now you feel discouraged. Now you feel defeated. And and you feel, I'll just, I'll get back on it next year when they do it in January. No, just jump right back in. Jump right back in. Amen. Jump right back in and begin again. Tell the Lord, I'm sorry that I didn't pay my vow properly. Uh, Forgive me. I'm jumping right back in. Listen, I've been there. There were times, if you read this book, you'll find out I hated fasting when I was younger. Hated it. You know, I didn't understand why it was so vital. I didn't understand the power of it. I hated fasting. And I would, you know, I would, I would just, I'd fall and make those mistakes and eat something and my flesh got weak and whatever. And, but jump right back in. Start again. Begin again immediately. And don't allow yourself to be uh, condemned. Uh, Grace said, can you have caffeine while fasting? You can. I do every day. Although a weird thing happens to me uh, where like into the fast, I don't know, like five, six days, coffee doesn't taste good to me anymore for some reason. It's weird. I so enjoy my morning coffee. And then like you get into a fast and it's not, it's like the only thing you can have and it doesn't even taste good to me anymore. It's like, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, Jennifer says, does communion break the fast if you're doing the full fast for 21 days? Um, I understand what you're doing. For example, like Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth used to uh, take communion every single day. You may feel to take communion during the fast. Um, I I will not say that communion breaks the fast. Uh, You know, if you're having like a little piece of, you know, unleavened cracker or whatever and some, a little thing of juice. I mean, the juice you can have anyway, but a little, I mean, but if you're eating like a loaf of bread and a gallon of grape juice, I think you've broken at that point. But if you're really just doing a little piece of cracker and, and, and juice, uh, you know, because you want to remember the Lord's body and, and honor the Lord's body and what Jesus did, that's not going to break the fast. You know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, I think that's fine. I think it's totally fine. Uh, And it's a great question because I've done that during fast, you know, remembering the Lord's body and taking the Lord's Supper during a time of uh, of fasting and prayer. Um, Austin asked the question, Brother Ted, during this fast, I'm believing for two friends of mine to be saved. Do you have any advice, suggestions, or encouragement for me? Well, um, absolutely, I would believe for your friend's salvation. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing, Austin, that you've already like you've given them the gospel, you've witnessed to them, you've told them about Jesus, you've invited them to church, you're working on them. But a lot of times some, with a friend, sometimes uh, they become so familiar with you that they don't hear it the same. So one of the things that I tell people to pray is, Lord, if not me, put somebody across their path 
that will speak the truth to them that they will hear it from, that they will receive it from. A lot of times this happens too with family. People, because it's your family, they don't look at you the same as other people. Uh, like Jesus said, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown. So I tell people, pray that if not you, God sends somebody across their path that will give them the gospel, tell them the truth, lead them to Jesus, and then just rejoice when they get saved. But don't give up on them. Keep praying that God will do it. Keep pressing in. Keep talking to him about it. And believe God for, for miracles. Um, go up a little bit. Can I take vitamins during the full fast? Yes, absolutely you can, Chris. And Ivy, I don't know which one it is, but absolutely. Um, Britt said, you scroll down. Did I miss anything? No. Uh, Britt said, is there something you would recommend for Brady? He wanted to do something. I'm not sure what is the best. And, and again, Brady's still developing in his body. Maddie's still developing. Um, maybe if Brady wanted to do six to six, I mean, you know, obviously in a lot of parts of the world, people are eating only one time a day. And it's, it's not going to hurt you to eat, eat a full meal uh, one time a day. So I would say, you know, if he wanted to do that, if Brady wanted to press in and, and eat uh, dinner, but maybe he wanted to give up breakfast and lunch and pray and read the word and listen to preaching and teaching, uh, you as his parent obviously can monitor that. And I'm sure it would be fine to eat one meal a day, which would fill you and, and give you, you know, pretty much everything you need, I'm sure. And Brady is, is getting older and getting up into his... Uh, Soon it'll be in his teen years, right? It'll be 13 uh, before long. And I started fasting, you know, some when I was in high school too. So I think once you get in that, that time of, of your life, you can, it's, it's safe to start doing some things. Um, you're welcome. Excellent. So let me, let me move on. So just fully restart. Don't, don't be condemned by it. Don't let the devil, don't let the devil say, well, you're, you're done. You fast, you failed God. You, you broke the fast, you failed God and all that. Don't be condemned. Uh, just tell the Lord, you know, I apologize. I, I, I didn't, uh, you know, keep my vow. I'm jumping right back in. Protein powder, I would not do. Um, I already answered that question. Uh, protein powder, I would not do, Alonzo. Um, I, would just, I would just continue with juices, water. Hey, Pastor Joe Spence, I love you. Um, Hakeem said, how long should pray for daily? 1530. Uh, what we said earlier, Hakeem, is we're shooting for like an hour a day. Believing to press in for an hour a day, uh, believing God for, for breakthroughs. The reason I choose an hour a day, if people wonder, is because it seems like it was the um, it seems like it was the habit of the early church. They would go to the this is Acts chapter three. They would go to the temple at the hour of prayer. There was an hour of prayer. Jesus said to the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. Could you not tarry with me for one hour? He didn't think it was a long time to pray, Jesus. He said, you couldn't even hang with me for one hour? So I take those passages in the Bible and say, well, it seems as though they had a habit of praying an hour a day, and then Jesus didn't think an hour was a long time. It's probably a good shooting uh, place to shoot for one hour a day. And then on top of that, your Bible reading. On top of that, listening to preaching and teaching of the word of God. Uh, and worshiping the Lord, however you want to in that way. So uh, I, that's a good place to shoot for. So we're shooting for an hour a day of prayer. Again, people that are asking, how long should I fast? There's nowhere in the Bible that, that gives us, we're doing this by, by faith. Um, and if you, if you mess up, restart. But don't, don't get, make that an out for yourself. Well, I'll just mess up every day. No, don't. Press in. Press in. 
Um, <laughs> Alexander said, should we make our pets and livestock fast too like in Nineveh? Uh, yes. Yes, you should. Um, <clears throat> here, here's a question that I've gotten multiple times while, while traveling as an evangelist. Um, people say, well, should couples not have sex during fasts? Uh, because, of course, you'll read about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 when Paul is dealing with this. Um, where Paul writes to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 7, 5, do not deprive one another of sex except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer and then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. And so um, notice that Paul said by agreement. He said by agreement. The reason that Paul said that the only time you should do that is if the husband and wife agree to do it for a short period of time to be devoted to God in prayer and by uh, extension fasting in prayer is because the Bible also teaches that your body does not belong to you, but the husband's body belongs to the wife in marriage and the wife's body belongs to the husband in marriage. And so according to the Holy Spirit, it would be wrong, especially, you know, if you're a wife, what if you had an unbelieving husband? What if you had an unbelieving husband and you're fasting and you tell him, well, I'm not, I'm not going to be intimate with you for 21 days because I'm fasting. Well, you don't actually have the right to do that scripturally because the husband has control of the wife's body. The wife has control of the husband's body. And, uh, and so uh, it would have to be by agreement, the Apostle Paul said, and only for a short time during your devotion uh, to seek God more fully. And, um, but I won't be doing that. So should I exercise... During my, <laughs> should I exercise during my fast? Um, here's a big question that people have a lot. And I mean, this one's huge and that's why I wrote a lot about it. Should I exercise <laughs> during my fast? The answer, uh, in my opinion, is no. The reason that I say that, and Marty, we're going to stand with you and believe God for healing. Um, the reason that I say no is because the more that you do physically, um, obviously the more calories are being expended. The more calories are leaving, the more you're going to need, and of course the hungrier, by extension, the hungrier you're going to be. So if you're gonna keep still hitting the gym uh, during the whole fast, let me tell you something, you're gonna be very hungry all the time, all the time. It'll make the fast miserable. And then you'll just be more and more tempted to break the fast. Um, I, I've actually, I wrote about this and I know that this will hit, I know that this will hit some people deep, but if you're so locked in to working out that you can't stop your workout routine for 21 days to seek the Lord, working out may have become an idol in your life. I want you to think about that. People say, I don't want to lose my gains. What you'll find is if you can't break your working out for 21 days because you don't want to lose your gains. So what you're saying is I refuse to do what Jesus said and fast and pray because I'm more interested in how my body looks than I am my, how my spirit looks. What you may find is that working out may have become an idol to you. And that's something you need to, you need to get under control because... Paul wrote this, and this is, this is an actual scripture that Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, physical exercise profits a little. 
but godliness is profitable unto all things. Notice, let me, let me say that again. Paul wrote that by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Physical exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. So uh, working out is not, it's not that it's not good. It is good. You should take care of the temple of the Holy Spirit. But if it's become so much of an idol that you can't stop doing it for 21 days and lose your gains, quote unquote, to seek the face of God, you need to rethink uh, what place that takes in your life. And, and also, it'll, it'll make your fasting harder. Um, now, again, if you're only doing the six to six and you're eating every night, it's not going to be as much of an issue. You can still, because that's basically intermittent fasting, and you could still have your meal in the evening. And if you're doing that, then I think it's not going to be a problem. But if you're on a full fast for 21 days, it will be a problem. I can tell you that. I can tell you this too. Like, I've been in the midst of 21 days of fasting and prayer and still preaching revival services every night, laying hands on everybody every night. And let me tell you, forget working out, just preaching and laying hands on people and ministering to people. I can tell you, if you're like on the 16th day of a fast and you're preaching a revival service and preaching and ministering and laying hands, you feel like there's like nothing inside to pull from. You're like, you feel empty of energy. So just that, forget working out, running on the treadmill, lifting weights, you know, just preaching and laying hands. You feel like the tank is empty. So I encourage you to set it aside for, set it aside for a while. Some people say fasting will ruin their metabolism. It's not going to ruin your metabolism. It's not going to ruin your metabolism. And then some people think fasting is just some kind of religious, some religious asceticism. That just means, uh, you know, buffeting the flesh like monks used to do. It's not just that. It's a spiritual discipline. And it was before asceticism even existed, Christian or godly fasting existed. So it's very important. Love you, Alex. Very important that you understand it's not just a religious exercise. It's a command of God. It's not just a religious exercise. It's a command of God. So don't let anybody tell you. I'll tell you where you'll get this pushback from a lot of people. Those that have gotten heavy into the, into the hyper grace message. Be like, they're, they're like, oh, that seems like that's works to me. You'll hear this a lot. You'll hear this a lot. Seems like works to me. It's not works. It's not works that we're trying to gain salvation or anything, but the Bible does say faith without works is dead. So there are some works that the Lord expects of you when you're a Christian. And this is one of them according to scripture. Not only did Jesus command it, Paul did it, the apostles did it, the early church did it, the first century church did it, the second century church did it, and it's been done for 2,000 years uh, up to this point because it's an expectation of Jesus Christ for his people. So uh, those will help you. I want to take some questions from people that have them uh, before we go. Again, while you're watching, let me reiterate the schedule for the fast. And I want you to register because we want to give you these things for, for free. Free teaching, free prayer points. We have a free private group that we want you to join. And we're going to give you a discount on these two books. So it'll be a total, you'll get an extra $5. So it's a total of $10 off the, the bundle. Uh, you can register at miracleword.com 
forward slash fast 23. It starts tomorrow. Um, and then we're going to be live every night at 9 o'clock Eastern. And I'm going to be live all this week at 1030 in the morning. So join me tomorrow morning right here again at 1030 all week 1030. So question Andrea had, does it matter if prayer is in tongues or should it be in the natural language? Excellent question. Um, I write in this book about how when I pray, the Bible teaches tongues as a form of thanksgiving. And so I will start my prayer time sometimes with tongues, thanking God. Before I even thank Him in English, I'll pray in the Spirit. And then I'll begin to thank God in English, give Him praise in English. Then I make my requests known unto God. And then I'll finish by praying in the Spirit uh, and getting, staying in God's presence that way. So you can do both. You can do both. Um, can you scroll up just a little bit? I missed, I missed a question there. Um, I think it was Dustin. He said, what is your recommendation for doing liquid only over the 21 days type of liquids? Water for sure. Tons of water with electrolytes, uh, fruit juices, soup broth, bone broth. Uh, did I say fruit, ju fruit juices? Uh, tea, coffee, that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, you can, if you want to drink diet sodas, you're welcome to. Zevia, I love Zevia. Someone said, what is Zevia? It's soda that's made naturally uh, with no... Uh, none of the junk in it, and it's sweetened with stevia, which is a natural uh, sweetener. So it's actually not not a bad thing for you. You're very welcome, Dina. Uh, we'll be praying corporately together also. Yes, there will be times at night, uh, 9 o'clock p.m., uh, Shawnee, where we're going to be praying corporately together also. So you don't want to miss that. And that's why I want you guys to join me in the private group, because on that private Facebook group, uh, that's where we're going live and every night at 9 o'clock but you got to be in the group. So we want you to be there and we're going to be praying. I'll be, I'll do some teaching and then we're going to pray. And we have prayer points that we'll be using as well. So, uh, it's, it'll be very helpful. Um, could you give us some advice on fasting from your phone? Chloe said, um, I know what you mean. I know, I know you mean to, um, not let this be as much of a distraction to you, uh, as you're fasting and praying. Well, there's things you can do. I mean, you, uh, even productivity experts will tell you things like put your phone in another room when you're doing work. So you could do the same when you're reading the Bible, when you're praying, when you're listening to teaching or preaching, put your phone in another room so notifications don't bother you or put it on DND. Um, I would recommend if you have a problem with that, don't read the Bible on your phone because there's too much of a temptation to go to other apps and do other things. Read an actual Bible what many may call now an analog Bible. Read, a, read an actual Bible and put the phone in another room. I think that will help you uh, a lot. Uh, what was my next one? Is yogurt too heavy to consider? Yeah, yogurt would be, I, I think yogurt is basically a food. I mean, I'm not doing smoothies. We don't do milkshakes, yogurt, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, Raymond, I, 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 don't, I don't include yogurt in, in the, the recommended intake during a fast. Um, you're welcome very much only on Facebook or YouTube. Well, so we're, we're going to be live Alexander in the morning, um, on all platforms, 10 30 AM, but we're going live at night in the fasting Facebook group, uh, at 9 PM Eastern time. And that's why we want people to join and be a part of it because that's, that's where we're going to be, uh, for those nighttime teachings and then the prayer together. <laughs> Thank you, Dina. Uh, good question. Letty said, Ted, are we following a Bible plan for the fast? Yes. So the Bible plan, and by the way, these books are also on, 
on Kindle for your Kindle uh, app or device, and they're on Apple Books. So if you want to get these, they're digital as well. It's not just the paperback. You can get them right now and download them on Kindle or Apple Books. Uh, in this 21-day fast field guide, the reading plan is actually in the book. So it's on every day you have um, the reading plan that we're doing. Do we have it anywhere else that we're offering, uh, Tiffany? The reading plan for the Bible? If you're, if you're in the um, Facebook group, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be putting that, you know, you'll be able to see, you know, what we're reading for the day and all of that uh, in the private. That's why I want you to register. The, the Facebook group will be your one-stop shop for all the stuff that we're talking about and doing. Um, scroll up a little bit. I, I missed one there. Happy New Year to you. Um, all, I also registered but didn't get a confirmation email, Suzanne Huff said. Check your junk folder, your spam folder, and, I'm sorry, yeah, Tiffany will type it in the comments so you can see. Um, Jaden says, apart from your book and the Bible, what are some books you'd recommend to read during the fast? Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you could read during the fast. Depends on what you want to get more revelation about. Um, you could, if you're, if you're going to focus on healing, on uh, the blessing of the Lord, on holiness, consecration, prayer. There's a lot of books you can read. Uh, during the fast, I think one of the ones that I'm going to read is Bishop David Oyedepo's, I read it every year, Exploits in Ministry. Exploits in Ministry is a phenomenal book, uh, especially, Jaden, for those that are desiring to be in ministry. Um, but if you mean other books on fasting, uh, there's all kinds. Uh, Derek Prince wrote books on fasting, Dr. Bob Rogers, Jensen Franklin. There's many people that, that wrote books on fasting. Arthur Wallace, God's Chosen Fast. Um, there's tons. A.A. Uh, a. Allen, uh, The Price of God's Miracle Working Power. There's, there's so many books that I, I could mention. Um, but figure out, I would say this, figure out what you want to receive revelation about and, and read, read books based on that. It'll be, be very helpful. Bonnie, what was your question on the 6 to 6? Did I miss it? Do we miss, miss Bonnie's question on the 6 to 6 fast? Six to six is totally acceptable for anybody that wants to uh, do that. Miss Bonnie, will you, will you type it in one more time at the bottom so we can see it? Uh, did I miss another question under Miss Bonnie's? Um, is there anywhere else to access the reading plan? We'll, we'll do it in the private Facebook group for, for everybody. I'm registered with Rival Day for the fast. Do I need to register with you to be a part of it? Yes, you do. Yes, Reynolds running rogue. Uh, you do. That's the way we know to let you in the, the private group. Um, what is the best way to fast when working a full-time job? Six to six. Ray. Six to six is helpful. Um, Miranda replying. Does it, it doesn't cost anything to register. It's absolutely free, Andrea. You can do it absolutely free. I'm going to read your fasting books. Got them from Jonathan Dallas Gifts last year. I'm glad. Thank you. What are your thoughts on journaling during the fast? Any special things that you do? I, I actually think it's a great idea, Stephen. Um, you know, I'll tell you this, I heard Dr. Mike Murdoch say this one time, and he was kind of rebuking himself almost. He said, you know, as, as the guy that's considered the, the, the wisdom preacher, he said, all the books I've written, all the things I've done, he said, I can't believe that I've never uh, faithfully logged all of the things the Lord has told me personally in prayer. He said, I wish, if I could go back, he said, I would create one book that's just for me, one copy of it, that was everything the Lord ever showed me. 
He said, I could preach from it. I could share from it. He said, but I wouldn't print it. He said, I would just, it was, it's for me. And I would travel with it and read what all the things over the years God told me. When I heard him say that, I, I thought, you know what? That's such an excellent idea. There's, there's an excellent app that you can get for your phone or for your tablet and for your laptop. It's called Day One Journal. Day One Journal. And um, it's very intuitive and makes it extremely easy uh, to journal every day. It'll even give you prompts if you want. Uh, it, it gives you the ability to add pictures and video and uh, everything to your, to your journaling for that day. And it's searchable. And it shows you where you were in the world when you wrote the note and you know everything, what the temperature was outside and what time it was. And I mean, there's everything in there. But Day One uh, Journal is an excellent app to do journaling. And I think it's an excellent idea to do it because your mind is not meant to store all the information that you have. One of the things we've taught on in the broadcast is the second brain system. Uh, the second brain system because you're not really supposed to be able to remember every single thing you've ever heard. So it's good to write it down somewhere and to be able to reference it. And having searchability built in is a massive plus. So I encourage people to do it digitally if possible with something like Evernote, OneNote, Notion, Day One. Use a digital journal and you'll thank yourself two years from now when you get all these entries. Uh, scroll up, I missed, I missed another one. Um, but that's an excellent question. Uh, yes, it is awesome. Will we have any testimonies after a 21-day fast? I, be I believe that's what we're believing for, is testimonies. God's going to move mightily. Uh, are you asking if... Oh, 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 oh. Yes, I, I see what you mean. Yes, we will be doing a special communion service at the end of the fast. And yes, I want people to send in their testimonies um, of what God did. We'll read them. We'll encourage other people. So as God's doing things for you, write those things down. Email them to us, uh, info at miracleword.com. Uh, is there somewhere else you'd like them to send them instead of that? Yes. We, you know, put, she'll put the link in. But uh, we'd love to hear, we want to hear from you. So it's an excellent, because here's the thing. Your testimony encourages other people to keep pressing in and gives them even greater faith when they hear what God did for you to believe for God to do the same for them. And so uh, tell your testimony, uh, share it. And then, of course, let us share it as well. And, and it, it definitely encourages other people. We've had people get miracles off of other people's testimonies, built their faith, and they got their miracle. So, yes, please do that. So right now, uh, Tiffany's putting it in the comments section um, where, you, where we want you to send your testimonies during the fast, even as we come to the end. We want to hear from you. So it's, uh, and you'll see it in the uh comments, but it's miracleword.com forward slash testimony, miracleword.com forward slash testimony. And it'll be extremely, extremely beneficial to others that are believing God uh, for the same thing you are as well. So that's, that's very good. Excellent point. All right. Did I, did I miss any others? I want to take a few other questions before we pray tonight. Um, I know I love it too, Susan. Any church updates yet? Yes. So right now where we're at with the church is we're working with a realtor, a commercial realtor. We're looking at properties, we're looking at locations, and really that is, um, that is really the last step. We need a, 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 loca a physical location. Uh, you know, we've got everything in place, we've got people, we've got the equipment, we've got the stuff. We just need a place to do it, and, uh, and then we're going to announce. Now, we want to announce ahead of time so that you have time 
to make plans to join us for our launch service because we want as many of the Victory Tribe members to be there for the first service um, as we can. So we will be keeping you updated, no question, as things move forward. It's part of our prayer points during the fast, believing God for open doors, believing God for the perfect place. And uh, we just sowed the largest seed we have ever sowed. And we sowed not just a little bit, by far, by far uh, the largest seed we've ever sown. And so we're believing for massive, massive increase in open doors. Pam said, are you running your day concurrent with Jonathan's fast? So I got, yes, we are doing the same days, 2nd through the 22nd. Uh, Raymond said, what city is the church going to be in? The West Palm Beach area of, of Florida, West Palm Beach. Um, that's right. That Redmond code is good. That Dr. James, if, if that's for the Redmond sea salt, that's a good discount. And that's a good thing to be drinking during the fast. Um, yes. So Tiffany, how does that work? She said, upon registering, they will send the link in the email confirmation to the group. And then you just request to be in, right? Yeah. You'll get an email and it'll have a link to the private Facebook group. You'll request to join and we'll let you in. And that's, that's how you get into the, to the group. And again, that starts tomorrow. So um, starting tomorrow through the 22nd, uh, 1030 in the morning and, uh, this week, and then every night, nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much. I appreciate you saying that. We're very excited too. We're chomping at the bit. We have families that are already contacting us from West Palm Beach. We have people that are raring to go. We're raring to go. Um, and we're believing God's going to quickly open the doors in 2023. It's our year of transformation. And uh, I want to pray for you uh, at the end of this broadcast um, before we go. And then being the first of the year, we're going to give you an opportunity to sow your first fruit seed. If you've not done so yet, we're going to give you the opportunity to do that. Set yourself in position for the greatest year you've ever had financially in Jesus' name. But Father, I pray for every person that's watching right now. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in their life. I thank you for what you're doing in their family. I ask you in the mighty name of Jesus that you would touch your people on this 21 days of fasting and prayer. Lord, the things they've been asking you for, the prayer requests that they've had, I pray in Jesus' name that you would quickly answer their prayers. Blow your breath from heaven. Blow every wicked thing away from their homes. I pray in Jesus' name you'd strengthen their families. I pray that sickness and disease would run from their home in Jesus' name. Depression and anxiety would run from their home in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are touching your precious people and that everything's turning in our favor in Jesus' name. Let our transformation begin quickly. We thank you for it. We'll never conform to this world system, but we will be transformed by the renewing of our mind in Jesus' mighty name. I pray you'd give us strength on this fast in Jesus' name. As your word declares, we thank you that our healing springs forth speedily by the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that we have wisdom beyond our years. Open doors are coming to us, doors of opportunity. We thank you that you're going ahead of us and making crooked places straight so that we can run with momentum in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that you're giving us divine ideas by the power of your Holy Spirit. Your word declares, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so, so are your ways higher than our ways and your thoughts than our thoughts. So during this time of fasting and prayer, 
Give us access to your ways and to your thoughts in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we're not asking you to get on our plan. We're asking you to reveal your plan so that we can align ourselves with your plan in the mighty name of Jesus. For your word declares that unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. We do not want to labor in vain, Lord. And so we know that you're building the house and we are attaching ourselves to your plan. We are led by your spirit, Lord, and we thank you that those that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so we will hear you clearly. I thank you, Lord, that as our flesh is subdued during these 21 days of fasting and prayer, as our flesh is put under, we thank you that the warring that goes on that Paul wrote about in Galatians chapter 5, that the flesh wars against the spirit. We thank you that that war is coming to an end in Jesus' name. And the flesh is being subdued. We will not be thrown off course by our flesh nature, our carnal nature. But we declare in Jesus' mighty name that we will be led by the spirit. Our minds will be renewed and we will clearly hear your voice in Jesus' name. And we will not be, we will not falter, we'll not go to the left or to the right, we will stay on course, we will run our race, we will finish our course in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you that our purpose is being fulfilled. We will remain faithful to your word over our lives. What you've called us to do, we will accomplish it efficiently. We will accomplish it with force and with obedience. We thank you, Lord. We ask you to push us forward by your divine strength. We thank you that you go with us, you go ahead of us, but you're also our rear guard, that you're watching over us. We thank you that no evil thing will come near our dwelling place in Jesus' name. We thank you that our children are divinely protected by the power of the Holy Ghost, that our children will be head and shoulders above this generation, that you'll protect their minds and protect their spirits and protect their bodies. We thank you, Lord, that your hand of blessing will be upon our families in the mighty name of Jesus. We expect favor. We expect the best, Lord, because we are the children of God. We expect to see supernatural turnarounds. I, I, I say this, the things that looked impossible, situations, court cases, legal trouble, family problems, marriages that looked dead, children that do not talk to you anymore, things that looked like they were gone forever, opportunities, jobs, things you thought were gone forever. Lord, we ask you to turn them around quickly in this time of fasting and prayer. Restore families, restore marriages, touch children, give opportunities, do things that only you can do, Lord, until we can only declare it was the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes this is the lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes lord do things that are so big that only you can take the glory for them in jesus name only you can take the glory for them things that are so large that even sinners will have to point their finger and declare god did that god did that and lord you'll get all the praise you'll get all the glory you'll get all the honor in the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray it tonight. If you believe that, somebody shout a loud amen. Put it in the comments. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.